Hi, and thank you for joining us for the Compass Catholic Podcast. My name is Caitlin Kano. I'm joined by my co-host, Diana Rojas, as we meet every week to explore personal finance topics from an authentically Catholic perspective. On this podcast, we explore the spiritual, emotional, and economic aspects of money. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Caitlin. How are you doing? Good. I'm always so happy to see you and talk to you and just hear how your life is going and all the kids and everything. How's your day been? Well, it's morning over there, super early, but how's your morning been? Uh, morning's been good. It's, uh, yeah, we, we record these in the morning before the craziness of the day starts. So <laughs> I still have like the swollen morning eyes, but. Before your kids were up, my sister was like, why are you choosing 10 o'clock? I'm like, well, because it's seven o'clock for Caitlin and that's kind of early for her. So yeah, yeah 10 pushing it for you over there. So I appreciate you waking up so early to talk with me. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. But I'm, this is going to be a, a fun topic. I think it's going to apply to a lot of people. Yeah. I, I'm excited because, so we actually wrote about, so we actually wrote a blog about, um, debt and dating, which, uh, if you're a young adult like me, this is something that might pertain to you. And so we're excited to share kind of talk about what we wrote about. So it's going to be a, a fun conversation. So if you're not with your friends, maybe grab a couple friends or share it with your friends. Cause um, we have some, some three really cool, I think uh, pieces of advice for dating and debt and how to do both of those or how to not do both of those or do them together. So, um, but I think the first thing, Caitlin, I, I know we've said this a majillion times, but can you just tell us, remind us again, like how big, how much is the, the student loan debt that, that young adults are taking on as they enter college or how many kids or young adults leave college with debt? Just what does that number look like right now? Yeah. So, well, first of all, I didn't know a majillion was a term, but yeah, I'm going to totally. use that. My, my fourth graders taught me that this week, a majillion. It's a cool majillion. number. It's, it has a lot of zeros behind it. <laughs> Oh gosh. And I think for someone who has student loan debt, it may feel like they have a million dollars in student loan debt. Um, but it's affecting so many people who are in the dating world. And, you know, this as they come out of college and they're considering, am I going to be single for a while? Am I going to pursue the religious life? Do I want to jump into um, marriage early? Like what, what do I want to do? They have this debt load. And the stats we're finding says that 70% of college graduates graduate with a debt load, student debt load, and that the average balance hovers around $30,000. Like, I mean, that's a car with no car. That's a nice car without having a car. So, um, and the thing is, like I said, it's 70%. So even if you are someone who did whatever you could to avoid student debt while you were in college or you know getting whatever degree you were getting chances are at some point you will date someone who has a significant debt load so i think it's important that we have these conversations even if you're someone who did not take on debt because chances are you will encounter or meet someone or date someone who has a debt load probably close to this average $30,000 mark. Right. So either either you're the one that has debt or you know someone that has debt because 70%, right? That's seven out of every 10 people, right? That's a lot of people that leave college with some sort of student loan. That's, that's a lot. And so that's really interesting. And I think in writing this article, it was 
kind of eye-opening for me because praise the Lord, I fall into that 3%, that 30% that don't have student loan debt. And so um, sometimes my first instinct is, well, obviously I want to date someone that has no student loan. But then when you look at it like, okay, well, the odds are that's not going to happen, Diana. So let's talk about how to how to do that well, right? Um, so that's kind of what we wrote about. And I love the three ideas that you came up with them, but we kind of spoke about them a little bit as well. But the first idea, which I think is always a good idea, but early honesty is the best policy. So either you're the one that has a student loan debt or the person that you're getting to know dating does. So I guess the idea of like, when do I talk about this? Like, do I bring it up on date one? Hey, do you have any student loan debt? I'm Diana. Like, I don't think maybe that's a little, probably a little bit too early. Like, what do you think about that? Like how early is too early to talk about this or? Yeah. So I don't know if I would lead with it. Like I won't wear a shirt to our, our first date saying, you know, this is my, my balance, but I will say Proverbs 12, 22 says lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who are truthful, his delight. So honesty is the best policy. And there was this survey that we saw by SoFi that said that 57.8%, so near 60% of respondents said they would wait until sharing household expenses to disclose a debt load. And when I read that, Diana, I about fell out of my chair. Can you imagine getting to the point of sharing household expenses with someone before they told you that they had a tremendous debt load. I, I can't even imagine. So we need to change that. That That is not okay. Um, it may not be something that, again, you disclose on the first date, but it is something that should probably be talked about early on in the relationship before any exclusivity. So Maybe in those first couple of dates, it's not something that comes up. But when you start realizing this is someone I may want to like, you know, turn off my uh, mash.com account for and, you know, start talking to them exclusively. Um, CatholicMatch.com is amazing, by the way. I'm hearing great things about them. Um, but if you are someone who is going to maybe be not looking at those anymore because you're, you're considering being exclusive with this other person, that's probably the time to have this conversation. Well, yeah, and I think also, you know, it's one of those things where it's it's very commonly pushed to the side, like you said, it's almost 60% of people wait till they're married. And honestly, I think I'd be upset if I'm now engaged to you, we're married, and you say, oh, by the way, I have X amount. I'd be like, wait, hold on a second. Like, so I think it's one of those topics where it might be a little bit uncomfortable to talk about, but if this is someone that you're going to marry, right, or you're going to be seriously involved with, like, you're going to have uncomfortable conversations and I'd rather have that before I've committed my life to you than, all right, well now we're married and I'm really mad that you have all this debt. Um, but yeah, I think it's just super important to have that conversation early. I know that I've just made it because I, because I work with you and we talk about this all the time. I make it a point to like, you know, even with my friend, just bring up the topic and like, Hey, have you talked to your boyfriend about this or your girlfriend and just kind of make sure that they're doing that for themselves as well. But, um, yeah, I just that that's 60 57.8, but that 60% yeah. is so crazy. Um, it's crazy. And you know, I will say though that you know, we've been married for several years now. Um, we had kids real young, so we kind of jumped in uh, you know, both feet into this marriage thing and it's wonderful. I would not change it for the world. But 
even after all my husband and I have been through together, military deployments and everything else we've gone through, the money conversations are still the hardest. And I live in the financial world, right? So if they're hard for me, I would imagine they're exponentially difficult for someone who doesn't think about this, right. you know, all the time, because this is all my brain is in uh, professionally every day. And so I will say, if you can master the conversations about money, you can master most any conversation. So the important thing is not that you're always in stereo all the time. You don't need to be singing the same tune all the time, but you need to be able to learn how to communicate. And this is going to be a big, if this money conversation is going to be your first major conversation where you need to have that strong communication and learn how to have those, those talks back and forth. It's only going to strengthen every other aspect of your relationship. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it is a tough conversation. We just talked about what we just talked about before we start our meetings, what should we do? We should pray. So I think, well, we'll get to that, but you know, like it's a moment of, of vulnerability you can have with your partner and, and vulnerability is so hard sometimes. Like it's so scary and so hard, but Again, it's someone that you want to grow your life with. Like you have to be vulnerable with them in every aspect of your life. I remember hearing a, a different podcast about like what should you keep from your spouse and like nothing. Your spouse should you be you should be able to share any concerns, dreams, ideas. And so money is one of those things where it's like you said, you said it yourself. It's been the toughest conversations for you guys to have, but I think probably it's helped you guys grow a lot when you're able to be vulnerable and share openly. Okay, this is where I'm at. This is where you're at, and just have that conversation. It's, it's a tough one, but first step early honesty is the best policy. That's our first little, uh, advice that we have for you guys there. Um, yeah. So I think just moving on from that, the other thing to keep in mind when you're having these conversations is to, to keep an open mind, right. To be open to what you're going to receive as far as what you're going to hear from your partner and also that your partner can keep an open mind but doing that in a way where you're respecting your boundaries. So um, I kind of chuckled when I was reading what you had written about this and my thoughts, because um, I know one question that you, um, maybe I'm sure you have people that have asked you, people have asked me like, is student loan debt, should it be a deal breaker? Like, should it be a deal breaker? Should I say you have debt done? We're not dating. So I want to hear your response to that before I share mine. Yeah. So we, we get this question a lot, like, is it a deal breaker? When I hear someone has a big debt load, should I just walk away and be glad that I knew it and, you know, get out of the relationship? And again, the answer, no one likes to hear this answer, but the answer is it depends. I mean, every situation is different. We can't give a clear cut answer as to like, once it hits a certain threshold, run away, you know, or whatever, like it doesn't work like that. So what I want you to keep in mind is that when you're having these conversations, um, it's not so much about letting it be a deal breaker or not. It's understanding whether the person you're dating has your shared values. Mm. So there's some degrees and some professions that are like darn near impossible to get into without taking on debt. Um, medical professions, I mean, they have significant debt loads, but they also have significant income on the other side usually. Um, law degrees are going to be expensive and those people usually come out with a debt load but they also come out with a good potential for, um, for decent income. Yeah. So it's not so much that um, there's a threshold or a boundary, but it's understanding their values and taking on that debt load. Now, if the person has taken on 
a lot of debt because they changed their degree six times in four years. And that four year degree actually took them eight years to get done. Um, and, you know, all these different things that may, every situation is different. So I don't want to say that's always the case with everyone. But if their debt load tells you, um, and their situation tells you that their debt load was due to laziness or carelessness or, um, you know, not being able to make a decision, red flag. You know, I'm not saying again that's a deal breaker. I'm saying that maybe the Holy Spirit throwing a pebble on your shoulder. So maybe it's a time to listen rather than waiting for that boulder to hit your head. Yeah. So it's not a deal breaker, but it's something to look at. Right. I think I love what you said about like, okay, look at where this debt came from. Is it coming from this person is like, you know, changing their major and, and, and can't decide what to do? Or is it because they're pursuing something that requires a lot of education, but also it'll reap a lot of rewards. We talked about this with Father Brent. I remember we talked about like, okay, if you're going to get student loan debt to get an underwater basket weaving degree, like, is that worth the student loan debt? So um, I, I chuckled because when I, when I, when I first read just the first line, like, should student loan debt be a deal breaker? My head was like, uh, yeah, obviously, like, I don't have debt. So I don't want to date anyone that has debt. But as we've talked about this, and, and I we went through the article together, I was like, yeah, you know, that makes a lot more sense. And also, if I do that, I'm literally eliminating seven out of every 10 guys that I meet like, okay, no, 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 no. So I have three left. So I'm chuckling at myself a little bit. But yeah, so for me to keep an open mind and 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 also for personally, like not to judge that person, like just because they have debt doesn't mean that they did something wrong or that they're you know less worthy to be date like for dating or, or less worthy period. It just means that they had different choices and they had different um, decisions they had to make than I did. Um, but so that one for me was definitely like, okay, Diana, like this is for you. You need to keep an open mind. <laughs> Don't and respect your own boundaries. Yes. Don't respect those boundaries. Yeah. So I, I, that one was a tough one, but I, I the, the answer, it depends. It does kind of stink, but like you said, it's just a matter of like looking into it and, and being able to have that, that conversation. Hey, like, it seems like you have a lot of student loan debt. Like, can we talk about like how this happened or, you know, how are you paying it off? I think for me, the other thing is, um, their plan to pay it off, right? How that how that looks. So if they're just not really worried about getting it paid off or not really worried about their, it'll take care of itself kind of mentality, that kind of speaks to their character a little bit, right? Um, at least in my opinion. But if they have kind of a plan, an idea, I'm working towards paying it off by doing this and this, that gives me an idea of their character and the kind of person that they'll be in other areas of life as well, where they have something that they owe someone or, um, so yeah, that's a tough one, but, um, yeah, definitely. I don't think it should be a deal breaker, at least not from the get go. If, if it, red flag, talk about it, figure out why they have it, and then you can decide, okay, we can work with this or maybe not. But from the from the get go, give it a chance. I think that's what I'm learning the most is like, just give everyone a chance and get to know them and hear them out um, before you just cut them off. But I mentioned this a little bit before. And the last, the third thing we have, the third little piece of suggestion advice is like in everything else in our life, we should really turn turn to prayer with this one. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think that's something that we usually hear in finance blogs or finance discussions, but I think it's something that we should be doing before we do anything. I think we should be starting our day in prayer. Before you have a conversation, you should pray. Before anything, like come Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, I know that you are into also, you love the Bible verses. So, I mean, there's a, what, what did you say? There's like 20, 
2000 something verses for God and possessions. Yeah, there's in in our Catholic Bible, we have over 2500 verses on that relate to God and managing our possessions. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot of verses and you know, something we have to ask ourselves is why is it mentioned so much in the Bible? And I think the answer is cuz God knew we'd have to deal with it mm. so much and it was going to be so impactful on our daily lives. So 2,500 verses about God and managing possessions. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's mm -hmm. so many. And I, like I said, it's there for a reason, right? Like God knew we would need it. But I think, um, yeah, one of the other things, like we said earlier about not only having conversations, but again, if this is someone that you're going to get married to, like you should probably start praying with this person. Like, is that something I'm assuming you and, and your husband pray together? I mean, is that a safe assumption? Yes. Yeah. And it's completely worth the time. It may feel awkward in the beginning, but if this is someone you're moving into exclusivity with and you're considering entering, I mean, after you enter exclusivity, the natural course is the sacrament of marriage. That's a sacrament. So if that's the way the relationship is moving, bringing prayer into these hard conversations will be impactful for the rest of your marriage. So we really recommend having these conversations um, starting them with prayer and ending them with prayer because, you know, you may have a sour taste in your mouth after having these conversations and ending it with a reminder of your shared values and a reminder of your shared faith can only grow you and grow you as a couple. And there's no negative in that. I don't see a downside in, in yeah. starting the conversations on prayer. Uh, there's, I don't think you can ever pray too much or like pray the wrong way or pray. Yeah. I think if you're praying, it's definitely a good thing. And like you said, that's definitely might feel awkward at first. Um, praying with someone, even praying out loud might be a little bit uncomfortable, but again, this is a person you want to do life with. Like you should be able to share everything with them as uncomfortable or awkward as it may make you feel. I think, I mean, you you're there. I'm not, but um, yeah, it's a good habit. I think to get into just praying before, conversations and praying together, I think is, is super powerful. Like you said, it is a sacrament, right? And so, yeah, just thinking about it from that aspect, the sacrament and sacraments are called to bring us in union with Christ. And how can we do that right now? If you're union with your, with your spouse, you're growing in union with Christ as well. So, um, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can keep talking about this. So short answer is having debt a reason to not date someone. No, not, not necessarily, but a lot of things go into that decision. I think, um, yeah, and if you're someone who is dealing with any kind of debt load, it does not matter what kind of debt load it is. We do recommend you participate in our Faith and Money Matters Bible study. Um, and throughout the study, in addition to being exposed to, we can't cover all 2,500 verses that are in the Bible on, on God and you know possessions and managing those possessions. Well, we cover a lot of them, and um, we we really talk about it from a perspective of financial discipleship. Um, and understanding that we are meant to honor God with all of our dollars, um, not just a certain percentage that we give to the church and then God doesn't care about the rest. Invite God into this, this um, time you're having to deal with these student loans. Invite the Lord into these conversations with the person you're dating. Um, God cannot be outdone in generosity. He cannot. He created the world, you know, he cannot be outdone in generosity. So if we bring these to him, whether it's, you know, individually or together as a couple, 
um, just watch and see what happens. It's not going to hurt anything. You're just going to have an increased sense of calm about it. And if anything, that's going to be beneficial. And just see how we can work miracles in your situation, um, whether it's helping you stick to your plan and seeing your plan all the way through or seeing how other miracles can affect your life and, and working with your debt load. Um, it, it's just beautiful to watch him work when you're aware of how he's working within your, your life, which includes your financial life. So participate in a Faith and Money Matters Bible study. Um, and if you are moving into engagement, we do recommend that um, you look at our book. It's uh, God, Marriage, and Money. And that's a book that helps facilitate these conversations um, for engaged couples to talk about money and realize how money affects every aspect of the relationships and helps you come up with practical ways to have these conversations that's going to grow you together as a couple rather than tear so many couples apart. And it's always that sad, that horrible statistic that, you know, half the marriages end in divorce. A majority of those are due to financial issues. So get ahead of it, right? Like welcome the Lord in, in your dating life, get ahead of it and have a good way of communicating. Cause if you can communicate about money, you can communicate about anything. Yeah. And honestly, those books that y'all mentioned that I'm sure we'll put in the show notes, they're all so good and they break it down for you, at least for me, in a way that I can understand and it makes sense to me. So if you need help with that, definitely look into those books of ours. And, you know, I think just the last thing I wanted to say also is like, even if that prayer turns into something like maybe this is not someone you should be dating, either partner, whether they're the one with debt or without debt. I think that's something that's a gift as well. Um, so even if the prayer doesn't look like you guys growing as a couple, it looks like God's asking you guys to stop dating. That's also a blessing. Like be aware of that. Like that's not a bad thing. That's God saying, Hey, this is not the person for you. And it may not be because of the debt, maybe because of another reason. But um, I just think the prayer aspect is so important. And like you said, just you can't go wrong with prayer and just watch how he blesses your life in so many ways. But um, yeah, I mean, so important. So speaking of, these, of prayer, do you want to lead us out? I would love to. You're you know, so good I love at it. For us. <laughs> <laughs> so in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for this time together. Thank you for the gift that Caitlin is and the gift of all of our listeners. Thank you for the time we have to share ideas and knowledge and just spread your word and make you more known. We praise you and we thank you, Lord, for all the ways that you're working in our lives and in the lives of all of our listeners. And we just pray you can continue to guide us and use us to bring you greater glory. In all this we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Diana. Of course. This was so much fun, Caitlin. And so um, this will all be in the show notes for you guys. And if you have any other questions, please don't be shy to reach out to us. We love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please subscribe and share it with a friend? We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or ideas for future episode topics, you can email us at podcast at compasscatholic.org or you can give us a call at 407 407- 878-7637. We are so happy to be on this journey with you.